How do we manage the protein transition? Which food components can provably boost your immune system? What's the best way to validate health claims for food and food components? Listen to our food and health experts discuss the biggest questions facing the food, nutraceutical, and food ingredient industries today. Welcome to Niso Talks Food and Health. In this episode, we talk about smarter processing in food. Having chosen the right protein source, the challenge turns to ensuring you can maintain the desired functionality of that protein during processing. In addition, you can deliver the associated benefits to your customers. In this podcast, you can find out the role of processing in protein functionality. In a protein transition, protein functionality is a very hot topic, very important. Also the relationship of protein functionality and processing. So therefore, I will be talking to Peter de Jong. Peter de Jong is a principal scientist processing at NISO. But in addition, he's a professor at the Van Haal Larenzijn University in dairy process technology. Peter, welcome. Um, we just mentioned protein functionality um, and relationship to, uh, to processing. So why is uh, protein functionality such a key issue for process development? Yeah, because normally if you do the process to make a food product, you want to get a nice product out of it that is safe. Um, but that's not the only part. This, it's also important that you have a good functionality of protein because proteins is a very major component in food products. They enable texture and also taste and even health uh, relationships are available. So, okay. Yeah. yeah so, the, so a few uh, then say that processing uh, impact is is important. Um, so, what type of impact of processing on protein functionality can you have? Well, the first one is that you have the denaturation of a, of a protein. Eh? Normally, protein is, is a gl of globular structure, and when you heat it during processing, it's, it starts to unfold, and it gets a different functionality, for example, in relationship to texture. But there's also an, another thing that's closely related to the processing, that's when a protein is denaturing, it has also an impact on the fouling of an equipment. Eh? As you know, equi equipment is always fouling. After 10 hours, 20 hours, you have to clean again. Yeah. And that's a lot of production, a lot of production time. So you want to avoid this denaturation stuff eh? and, and, the, and the adsorption of milk constituents or other uh, ingredients to the surface of the steel, of the steel surface and the equipment. Yeah. Um, so you say that, uh, so that has to do with the uh, application of heat, which uh, makes the protein to denature. Uh, then a simple solution could be to just um, yeah, turn down the heat. Yeah. Yeah, well, in fact, it's not that, um, that stupid as it uh, should like, maybe. Because you heat, of course, to get a, a certain uh, safety of your product. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, so that you, that you kill all the undesired microorganisms, uh, the pathogens. That's one thing. Sometimes you also want to denaturate or to heat to, to get a certain functionality. Yeah, because, for example, Maillard reactions give you a certain sweetness or also a certain uh, texture. Um, but the main, the main topic is safety of your product. You need to heat to get a safe product. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, uh, but, uh, so what you're saying is that, 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 there, that there are limitations, but there are possibly also rooms to, to optimize there. Yeah. Uh, how do you see that? Yeah, that's all, always the difficulty. Eh? So you have a balance of all types of reactions that takes place in your product. We have the microorganisms, 
you want to inactivate them. You have the proteins, well, that's more a balanced approach. You, you, sometimes you want to have a certain denaturation to get a certain structure. Mm -hmm. Uh, for example, viscosity uh, increases with, uh, by heating uh, and then uh, protein inaturation. And, and also, uh, there are some health benefits uh, by mild processing. So then you want to go as close as possible to, the, to no heating, but that in a sense meeting mild processing, mild heating, uh, yeah. so that, that you get the balance. And that's a difficult task to, to, to do, of course, to, to keep this all in balance. Yeah, um, and if you if you uh, want to to optimize uh, a process, huh? that that's I think what you're talking about. Yeah. How, how would you go about that? What are the methods to do that? Yeah, um, in fact, the only method to do this is to to apply computer models, mm -hmm. because in well in the past it was more easy. You just designed a process that that uh, op that reached a certain temperature and certain pressure, and that's it. But now you're looking into the product and to the protein uh, functionality itself. And all the, the microorganisms that are, eh, there are uh, lots of microorganisms in, in raw materials. So you have to deal with a lot of uh, parallel reactions. And by making a computer model, that, that makes the interaction between the process conditions and uh, what's coming out, so the, the, the functionality of the ingredients, uh, the taste, the texture, then you can play with your process mm -hmm. uh, in terms of conditions, temperatures, but also design, and then look what's coming out. And then you can find your optimal uh, solution. So this is, this is really not a black box model, this is really a knowledge-based approach, is what you yeah. are describing, right? Yeah, and it's good that you mentioned the black box, because um, that can also help. Yeah, what I, um, I said, you're making a model, mechanistic models, reaction models, that's more the white box approach, but also black box approach can help because your uh, white box models mm -hmm. are always limited. You cannot model everything, you cannot predict everything. So it's good to uh, use the data that's in already in your factory. Yeah, there are a lot of data are, is collected nowadays by all these modern uh, sensors and so on, so that you make, that you learn from your own pro process day by day, and then look for the relationships between um, the, the process conditions, process design, and the product quality. Yeah, and if you look at, uh, uh, at, at, at technologies that are uh, on the horizon, which can uh, help, um, what do you foresee is, uh, yeah, is something that we should look for? Yeah. Well, actually, there are two uh, important uh, technology developments going on. The one is uh, membrane separation, because membrane separation, you are separating uh, ingredients and you can also separate, for example, microorganisms mm -hmm. out of your product. And the other one, uh, which I'm quite excited by, is, is the innovative heating, the innovative steam injection technology, in which you have a very, very mild process. Not because the temperature is that low, but because the time is very, very short. It, it needs only half a second to heat up 100 degrees C and to go down, uh, cooling down, for example, again to 60, so from 60 to 100 to 60 and go down to 60 again, the whole treatment is just one second. Mm. And that means that what we have seen in the past, in the prototype of this technology, that, um, well, the microorganisms are killed, also the bacterial spores, but the proteins are still intact. Well, at least they are much more intact than 
in a conventional heating uh, method. Yeah, that's a, f a factor of three or four better uh, functionality afterwards. Yeah. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's very nice eh, to hear. Uh, but if you, if you look at all this, how do you see that in relation to the protein transition which is ongoing? Well, I think this is extremely important. Because what you see now, we are looking at new plant-based proteins. Mm -hmm. And they are just looking at yield and how, eh, just what's the mass of the protein that they can come out of the crop. But, and they are not looking at functionality at all yet. Mm. Uh, and, and also the safety issues can be there. And there are such a variety of plant proteins. Yeah. So you need a very dedicated processing to deal with this. Yeah, so that you have the functionality intact. We lack a lot of knowledge between the relationship yet between processing and these uh, plant proteins. And we also lack knowledge on what's in these, all these plant proteins on microorganisms. Mm -hmm. So, well, uh, well, I more or less predict that the, there will become issues how to mild process these plant proteins because they have to compete with the, the current uh, proteins, yeah, the yeah. bovine proteins and so on, that are extremely good proteins yeah, from a functionality point of view. Yeah. So processing will be more and more important in the future, also for the plant proteins and also for the whole uh, uh, protein transition. Okay, Peter, thank you very much. You just guided us through the, let's say, the, the world of processing in relationship uh, to, uh, um, to protein functionality. Uh, I like it very much that you make a prediction for the future that uh, that will be even uh, more important and there are new things to come. So thank you very much. Please subscribe to this podcast. This was Nisa Talks Food and Health. If you want to know more about this, check out our website. Thanks for your attention. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes via our website and other platforms like Spotify, Apple iTunes and YouTube. Subscribe through your regular podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode.